I think I think you can probably hear me now. And I am getting there. I really am. I am getting there. I've had to uh, reset a lot of things here. Let me see. There's there's a video. Let's turn that off. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I think you can hear me. Um, I'm on a new setup, so if we have some some uh, problems today, uh, you let me know. It is so good to be back, though. Uh, that's what she said. You were heard. Great. Uh, fantastic. So that is set to there. And let me just see if I can, because I might need some audio here today. If I turn this to direct... Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome! It's so good to be back. Oh my god. Oh, oh, oh. oh it is so good to be back. It is. Uh, it would be even better if I had uh, a, a little bit more practice um, at the, uh, the setup here, but it is really good to be back. I've been working on a book. I've been working on a book. And I finished. I finished. This is the important part. I finished. It's not important that I'm working on the book. Anybody can work on a book. Any of you. You guys can walk in the coffee shop, right? I've done it. Walk in the coffee shop and it's like, yeah, what can I get you? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm here working on my book. And he's like, yeah, I really don't care. I'm like, yeah, but I'm just working on my book. And he's like, yeah, who get, no one gives a shit, dude. What do you want to drink? And And that's... That's easy, but finishing a book, that's a different can of worms. And I, I have partaken in that can of worms. So, um, I have not, oh shit, thank you. Man, it would be great if, if you could even hit this button for me, uh, Mared Moth. I, uh, one of the reasons why I was late is because since I haven't streamed in a while, I had to answer 17 questions about where is a traffic light in a picture. I got captured out of the live stream. And Mirmoth is just, if you're not sure what, what we're talking about, Mirmoth is reminding me that on Rockvin, you have to click this button. And these poor guys are, have been sitting there going, what's up, dude? And uh, hello, Michael Medal. I am looking forward to bringing that fire. I'm not bringing the fire with you, though, if I can't hit this button. And you have to wait a long time. There's the button. Now I'm going to hit this button. And now we should be back on. Hey, Rockies. Sorry about that. And look, I'm getting tips, and, I, and I'm, like, shutting everybody off. See, this, I need, uh, I, it's good to see you guys. But now I have the chat up. And, uh, yeah, I had to prove I'm not a robot. Funny, right? I had to prove I'm not a robot. Um, yeah, man. Uh, oh God, is he going to tell me he finished his book again? I finished my book. Yeah, dude, I don't care, James. Can you just order your drink? No one in this coffee shop cares that you finished your book, okay? I'm like, yeah, but I was like brooding. I was brooding the whole time while I was writing it. It's very brooding, very brooding work. This is probably the fastest uh, uh, book uh, that's come out. And I have you to thank for that. Um I pulled 18, 16, sorry. I pulled 16 live stream points, like places that we moved together in a symphony that we call the James Drew Live Show. I pulled together this uh, uh, book out of like 16 of those things. And I found so much more since we spoke. So much more. And I swear I'm not just saying that because of the book. 
In fact, I'm getting ready to show you because I want to put my pudding where the where the pudding is, right? I want to put my pudding where the spoon is. And uh, I want you to know, so I'm even going to give away some of the book right now, right now, because of how pumped I am and how thankful I am that uh, without your help, there's no way that book would have gone out. You guys pushed me every time to say, like, bring something, bring something, find something interesting and bring it to the live stream. And, 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 and you, you're, you're trying to crack every rock, you know, you're trying and it's good. I freaking love it, by the way. I freaking love the entire thing that we're doing. And I noticed as I was uh, writing the book, how much I missed it. And, uh, I was really worried that if I came back, uh, would you guys even be here? So, uh, but I know the deal. I am here to put the pudding on. Hey Graham, Greenwood. Good to see you. I am here to put the pudding on that spoon and let's, let's freaking let's do it. Now, if I've done this right, I should be able to hit this and then I'm going to need one sec. Uh, just when I say a sec, it's actually like seven seconds here I'm talking about it, so I'm already adding seconds to it but it's the window that I had open before I was like oh shit I can't get into live stream it was uh oh that's because it was the Rockfin okay so if I move the Rockfin window here when I hit stop hello everybody we're getting there here we go here we go we're gonna put this over here we're gonna I love this painting holy shit I love this painting it's I love that this style this is just Freaking gorgeous. I love that. Uh, I don't know the artist. Um, I would have told you, though, because I really love this one. I love the expression on both of their faces. It's perfect. Um, it's a pretty famous one, too. I know I've seen it before, but this is actually not what I was going to show you. I was going to show you this. Left channel only, says Mike New. That is good to know. That is good to know. Thank you. I bet if I do this, advanced audio... Uh, uh, mic audio right there it says does this tell me if this works are we now in dual channel actually I bet I have to hit close and let me know if that's uh, better thank you for that thank you Mike new for letting me know it, it might be better now um, better do audiobook well guess what no one I did the audiobook I finished the audiobook. The audiobook right now, right now, is being approved by someone is listening to the audiobook because it takes 10 days for some stupid reason. Someone is listening to the audiobook and they're like, God, this guy's talking about Priapus a lot. He's got a lot of content in here about, about Priapus. I just don't know how to feel about this. Oh my. And then when she's getting to this one page, oh my God. Oh. It, there's probably many of those pages. So assuming that that person recovers fine, as soon as they allow the book to be released, I don't see there being any problems, but as you all should know, I have never seen any problems. Uh, finally sound completely closed out YouTube and reopen. Okay. But it sounds good. Okay. Did that give the uh, double dual channel? Yep. Thank you. Great. Uh, uh, good. So uh, anyway, Book book is coming out. I have no idea when. It said ten days. It probably could be sooner. But the book book is out now. The Kindle book is out now. There's a link in the description to it. Uh, did I do pre-orders? No. Here's what happens every time I've done a pre-order on a book. Uh, Amazon will send me a book two weeks faster 
if I just buy it from them. And so if you had pre-ordered a book, you would be waiting an extra two weeks more than anyone else would who would have bought a book. And it took me two books to really let this sink in to realize this is what was happening. I would prefer to do uh, uh, a pre-order just because it's just kind of cool. But uh, right now, I don't even have books. So I'm not going to be stocking books on my website, for this new book, for about two weeks. And the reason why is because I need to get the book physically in my hand so I can make sure that the printer hasn't done something awful to it. And sometimes that'll happen. Uh, maybe my file, who knows, right? But uh, until I can visibly see it. So in order for me to get a print proof this year, because I'm a little bit smarter, I ordered a copy of my own book on Amazon. I just had to buy one. I didn't have to, but I bought one. And uh, uh, I, in fact, the book is on sale today. Uh, I'm changing the price um, as soon as I get around to it. But there's a lot for me to catch up on, guys. I, I have not had nothing in life has been happening because I've been working on this book. But uh, all that to say, uh, no pre-orders. I don't have it in my store yet. And that's the only reason why. As soon as I can see the book and it's good, then I'll order what's called author copies. Then they'll ship them to me. But I think in the past, I've kind of been maybe hurting myself by doing author copies because none of those uh, sales are going into any kind of like uh, listing, which means my book will probably never get recommended because it doesn't really look like a book that people are interested in. So I, I'm not even sure. I'm just, you guys don't need to hear all these details. I realize that. But I'm figuring out, you know, exactly how to, how to present that. So if, 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 uh, if anyone's interested in signed books, I typically just ask if you don't mind, uh, order them from my site and then put in the note, Hey, will you sign these? And, uh, uh, a lot of times that that'll, that'll take care of it. But, uh, but yeah, um, well, let's get some, uh, let's get some cool stuff going on here though. Now, if I go over here with my mouse, I should be able to click here, and this next slide will go. Does it? Yes. This is the Jed Pillar. I'm sure you're all aware of the Jed Pillar. You're probably like, dude, I've been Jed Pillaring before there were pillars in the Jed. And, uh, you know, there's Uncle Jed, there's Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jed and Uncle Jesse are not related. Hollywood just thinks that everyone who's from the South has a Jed kind of start, just so you know. that That's why. But this is the Jed Pillar. And, uh, I think I, if I could like, uh, sort of like speak for the collective mind here, like all of us together, I could be wrong, but I think that when we see this thing, we think it's like a, a spine, a spine. Not all of us think that. And I, I, I like the idea of the spine. I'm not, I'm not trying to take that away. But I want you to understand that this Jed Pillar is, throughout Egyptian history, uh, is sort of a mysterious column. There's a few, uh, there's a few uh, Egyptian uh, carvings, like wall mural carvings. I'm just sorry, spacing the word right now. But it has that Jed Pillar. One of them, you probably notice where it's like a, uh, a light bulb's being lit. And it's being uh, uh, raised up. Uh, and, uh, you know, people will tell you, they had electricity, and, and, and all those ideas are cool. I, I, I have no, dude, man, let's, let's think whatever we want to think, right? Seriously. Um, in fact, I'm not even disagreeing with this, but I need you to know that that's what Jed 
I need you to know that that's what Jed Pillar is because of where we're about to go. Okay. And so this, this Jed Pillar, uh, here's probably, probably one you guys are used to. You're seeing that this was, some people would argue, well, this is, uh, uh, so the Jed Pillar has a double, uh, head on top. And this is the lower and upper kingdoms of Egypt. And this is their union, right? This is the union of these two uh, things, which it is, by the way. I'm not saying that's not. But the Jed Pillar is usually associated in, in some kind of way, right? Some kind of a way where it relates to things. And, um, you know, guys, put your own ideas. If you don't think it's a backbone, if you think it's something else, definitely, you know, let us know. Again, I'm not here to tell you it's not something. I just need you to have this idea of Jed Pillar in your head um, because of what I'm about to tell you here. Here's the Jed Pillar. We're going to go back over here. And there we go. This is Thoth. You probably know that. And this, maybe you guys don't know this name, although if you've been watching my show, you might be able to guess and you might even say, hey, that looks like Kanum. James was just talking about that dude, Kanum. It's like a goat, one one goat head, and you'd be right. And so there's Thoth and Kanum, and then, he, look, he's making a human being. He's making him on a potter's wheel. Not only that, but the kid's got a weird haircut. Look at this weird weird little hair, hair thing there hanging out, right? And then Pepe. Pepe was there the whole time, just like, hey, guys, what's going on? And all that's great, but I want you to know that uh, this is Enoch, this right there, this uh, Thoth, this dude right here on the left, Thoth, is actually Enoch. And this nail and this sacred uh, like staff that has all these little pegs in it, right? He's got like hanging on this lantern. And what's in the lantern? It's a jet pillar right there. It's like, here's your little jet pillar. And he, this is a scribe. This nail is the ancient Hebrew word for male. And this, and this staff is the ancient Hebrew word for female. I'm not kidding. And suspended on those things, the, those scribes being used together, is the Jed Pillar. And not only that, but uh, Thoth, or Enoch, is giving this to Kanum. Um, He's giving it to our goat man, right? And then our goat man seems to be maybe utilizing some of that help from good old Thoth, and he's uh, giving this guy a really horrible haircut, right? While Pepe watches without saying a word, Pepe's like, your hair looks wonderful. It looks so good. I really love your hair, man. It looks great. No, it doesn't look silly at all. No, you look fantastic. Are you kidding? People are going to love you. I would know. I'm literally... A fish dude dressed up in a dress, all right? And if there's one thing I know as a fish guy in dress, it's it's what people like, okay? So trust me, they're going to love your hair, all right? Now, this is Upper Egypt. I know you know that. Wait, let me see if I can do this right. If I do this, is that going to let me draw? Wait a minute, I got to do it again. There we go. Now, this is Upper Egypt, right here, of course. I mean, uh, this, I'm sorry, this is actually Upper Egypt. I know this is confusing as hell. But down here is actually Upper Egypt, okay? Uh, first, let me just get that out of the way, because I kind of messed up. But uh, over here, this dude, four goat heads, 
right there. Four of them, right? This dude down here, one goat head. Now, you just saw this dude, Kanum. We were just talking about him. He was given the really bad haircut. Kanum is down here in Luxor, okay? This dude is up here. And I'm purposely saying dude because his name's a little bit hard. But his dude is up here. Four goat heads, okay? He's got four goat heads are up here, okay? One goat head is down here, okay? So you got one, the one, the single goat head god up here and the four goat head god up here. This dude, his name is the Ba of Jedit. He is the Ba of that symbol, the Jed Pillar. He was worshipped up here. And this dude, this other goat dude, was worshipped down here. So Kanum, down here, Kanum, up here, Ben of Jedit. Two different kingdoms in Egypt, believe it or not. Two different kingdoms. Worshipping a similar idea, but still different. Well, that's just a coincidence, man. It's like, this is no big deal at all. James, that happens all the time. Come on, man. There's only going to be so many animals and people are going to worship them, right? But no. No, I'm afraid not, my friends. For you see, we are surrounded by go gods. We're surrounded. Every corner, every corner of the world has these go gods. We have been abjected in Upper Egypt, you just saw. We have Kanum. I'm sorry, I just said it again. In Lower Egypt that you just saw. The four-headed goat in Lower Egypt that you just saw. Then we had Kanum in Upper Egypt that you just saw. But that's not it. We also had Pan, right? Up north, above the Mediterranean. And then to the east, we had Daksha the whole time. The whole time, all these sheep, all of them, surrounded, totally different cultures, each of them saying, hey man, let's worship a goat, right? Let's, let's worship a goat. And, and you were worshiping a goat instead of like some really good competition. Like, like some seriously good competition. Let me see if I can show you one. Let's see if we can find a picture. This is why I try and prep for these shows, but. Let's see if we can find a picture of... First, I got to get my mouse over here. Artemis statue. Many boobs. I don't know if boobs works like that. There we go. So, it, you're like, dude, what should we use for our fertility guide? And, like, choice one is, like, the many-breasted boob god of Artemis. Like, that's your... There's your choice. It's like, wow, this is like a really great goddess. It's like, I know. It says everything we want to say about fertility. It's literally every part of fertility. And then they started like, you know, we could do a lot with this guy. We could make fountains. We could make fountains. Oh, my God. We could make each booby pour holy water. We have got the perfect fertility god. And they did. It's a really good fertility god. I mean, it's dilating, it's convenient, it's nice to touch, it's easy to make. I bet you that they would probably find a lot of volunteers that are like, you know, you need someone to build a thousand booby goddess? I will do it. You want the water to come out? I will do this. This will be good for my portfolio. That's what the artists will say, you know? 
It's like, this will be good for my portfolio, so I'm going to do this job for you because it will be good for my portfolio, right? But what happens? What happens? Whoa. No, 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 no. I got to learn how to click on the right window. What happens? We end up with goats. We got all these goats everywhere. That's all we got. It's just goats. Like, no, 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 let's worship the goat. In fact, if anything, we're arguing over how many heads the goat should have, right? I mean, the one head won, but still. Lower Egypt was really like, dude, it's four heads. This is a huge clue. It's huge, man. It's huge. And I'll tell you something. The reason why I wanted you to look at the Jed Pillar is because the four-headed goat god, the, 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 the goat god with four heads, right? Let's see if I can get my mouse here. The four-headed goat god was named for this Jed Pillar. And there are four levels of this Jed Pillar. And I'm not, I'm not going to tell you, therefore, it means that the magic number is 44 and I was right the whole time. I mean, it could be. But that's not really, uh, it, it, there's just, there's something more, there's something more to this, right? I mean, look at this guy. Look at this guy. They're bringing in this Baphomet. It's the sending in of this figure that's yielding all of life. And I don't think that this is something that we would necessarily like just randomly pick four times across four different cultures. And there's more. There's, there's actually more because... I should have put the drawing thing back on because the uh, the Nile is a placenta. And if you look at right here, right? This is the placenta. And I know I've said a little bit of this before, but this is the placenta. And it's there's an umbilical cord here. And this umbilical cord does something different right here. It does this little notch, this little knot. And that is Karnak. That's where the other canoe, that's where this guy was worshipped. Right? So this guy, the four-headed guy, he was the placenta of Egypt. And this goat was the placenta of of Karnak. And you're going to find out in this book just how big of a deal this was. That this kind of relationship was actually huge. That this was actually defined the entire country of Egypt, believe it or not. And that this placenta was such a big deal that it, uh, it had its own god. It's had its own god. Before we talk about that, though, this is Karnak, that little city, that little twist in the Nile. Okay, obviously this isn't Karnak. This is a drawing on a temple. Sorry, excuse me. But this is in Karnak. And what you're looking at, we've talked about this before, but I've never, I've never found this perfect. <laughs> I can't believe someone drew this in Egypt. It's just like, James, 
I'm drawing James a drawing. James will find my drawing. And he will say, hey, this is a drawing. It's very indicative. And I will be, I will be redeemed during a live stream where James will, will bring up this drawing. And I, I, I think that that could have actually happened because this is pretty profound. You, the uh, Western, if you've never seen The Valley of Ka or if you haven't read my book, either one, you're, I'm giving you a lot here in one little spoonful. But this is the Valley of the Kings. This mountain right here is the Valley of the Kings. What, what's called the Valley of the Kings right here. And inside this mountain is buried the Eye of Horus right here. Right? There's Horus, right? There's a falcon. I just missed him because I drew over him. Don't you draw over me. Wait, my eye was already scraped off. You can draw over there. I'll put a little eye in there for you. Horus is inside this mountain, the Valley of the Kings. What what are they doing? They are giving incense. I know it's hard to see, but this is incense. Horus is saying, hey, man, you want to smoke some of this, dude? It's like really good. He's like, dude, I'm already green. I'm already green over here. This is the newborn king. The newborn king is receiving incense from Horus. Incense is a symbol of the spirit inside the mountain of the Valley of the Gates of Kings. And if you go read the description of, of this drawing, it's not going to tell you what I just told you. It doesn't know that. It doesn't actually know that, that, this, is, that this is what this is. This is the Ka of Egypt. And every single mother that had a child would do what she could to bury her ka, bury the placenta in the right spot so that it services the king. And I know it sounds weird. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but Horus is the placenta. Think about it. Eye in the sky. Well, James didn't write that song. Shut up. Eye in the sky. Okay. Looking at you, who, who, I can read your mind. I want you to think about where the placenta is all the time. You as a baby in the womb, you are below the placenta. It is always above you. And this thing is giving you everything you need. This thing is giving you an umbilical cord from its placental sac and all of the nutrients in that cord are being poured down through that umbilical into you. And your entire life is here only because of what the placenta did for you in the womb. You know the idea that, that Christians will tell you Christ died for you. He died for you. This idea comes from Horus. Horus is a funeral god, a funerary god. You will see him always associated with death. Why? Because the placenta born, is born dead. Or it dies when it's born, right? The placenta is the eternal child, if you think about it. The entire life of the placenta is not outside. It is inside. 
It lives inside where? The underworld. Horus spends all of his life inside the underworld and trades his organs for Osiris, for his king. And that the entire uh, birth of Horus, as you've seen historically, has been the association of the spirit of your placenta. I know it sounds weird, but it's not. When you, when you sit in the seat, you're like, of course. Of course, James. Why the fuck would they not do that? Why are we not doing that now? And it's because we've lost this technology. We've lost the technology of placenta, right? We've lost understanding what it truly is because we don't even have a concept of ka. Before you heard me say ka, how many of you heard ka? You know, maybe some of you probably have. And a lot of you guys know a lot more than I do. I'm not trying to pretend, but you get what I mean. You don't walk around the grocery store. Someone's going, oh, my ka is just killing me today. It's like, oh, I could tell. Yeah, your ka is really. And this is a real thing. It's a real thing. We have cemeteries to prove it. So we don't even get to say, well, it's just because it's not real. Well, if it's not real, why are you burying? Why are you burying your grandpa? But well, because it's different. No, it's not. No, it's not. The tombstone, that's that's the closest thing you have right now to cock, except for your teddy bear when you were a kid. That's it. And what happens with the teddy bear? Well, maybe not you. Mine was buried. My dog buried my teddy bear. And only now, Jonathan... You beautiful Irish setter, wherever you are, I get now. You wanted to bury that Chewbacca because you knew that was my Ka. And you knew that my Ka needed to be buried in the Valley of the Kings. You get it? The Valley of the Kings requires it. And that before there were pharaohs, everyone was a king. Everyone was a king. Not only was everyone a king, but the 60, how many, 66... 66 dead gold-plated pharaohs buried in the same valley. And we're like, oh, I can't believe they, they got tomb raided. Man, they, they raided my tomb? There's no way. I buried it where no one would ever look. Where, where'd you bury it? Where those 65 other gold-plated mummies were? <laughs> Who would have thought to look there? And we're walking around just like, yeah, this, that's what happened, man. It's just the way it goes, you know? And, I, and I, when you read this book, you're going to understand... Or if you listen to the audiobook, if you wait, you're going to understand that this was a different, uh, uh, it's kind of like a cemetery, except for, for being alive. What I mean is, is that all of us can have a communal cemetery and pretty much everything's going to be fine. What I mean is there's not a lot of instances where you're going to go see grandpa and someone's dug up grandpa and he's told you, well, I was looking for gold. Well, that's what I was looking for gold. We don't do that because it's just built into society. But if you were not from this place, you would say, well, they buried their dead people because they had gold in there and they wanted to protect it. And that's actually not really what's going on. It's a technology here at work. A very, very big technology here at work. Yeah, Valley of the Cahu. Exactly. Wait, get my mouse on the right thing. Look at him. Hey, goat man. They're fluffing him. They're fluffing the goat man right now, so don't tell me he wasn't important. Two of them, they're fluffing him from both sides. They're like, man, you are a nice-looking goat man. And you know what he says? He's like, I am ba ha 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 Isn't that funny? I mean, think, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say isn't that funny, but a goat, 
literally was representing the ba, banab jedit. Remember, ka and ba, these are these are different things. You would need to read my book or have watched Valley of Ka to understand. But this ka and ba, they're a little bit different things, right? And ka is the root of the lotus. Ba is the flower. And the flower of the lotus in Egypt is in the in Karnak. And they are fluffing the flower. Right now, these ladies are fluffing the flower of Egypt. They're doing it. So he, they're, he's like, I'm Baha, I'm Baha, I'm Baha. And I'm not, I'm Kaha, and I'm Baha, right? It is a good goat. Look at what a good job he's doing. And he made all of you. So, you know, he also cleaved each of you, which you'll have to read the book about. James, can you, can you, can you prove this? Can, can you, can you give me some kind of like clue, James? Because, you know, I, I, I'm a tribe one over here. And I can't be going around just like randomly believing shit, you know? That's, uh, there are other channels for that, James. And I, I come to you because I, uh, I prune every lip. Do you have anything else, James, to show me? And the answer is yes, I do. The Horus Lock. You guys ever heard of this? The Horus Lock? It's a famous ancient Egyptian haircut. And typically it was reserved for princes and kings. And the reason why... It's because it was the placenta. This is a placenta cut. This is mimicking the umbilical cord. And the prince has this. And it's called a horse lock. Why? Because horse was the placenta. That's why. What else would you call it? Can you think of anything else you should call this? This was the representation, you being aware of your ka being buried in the Valley of the Kings. This was your honoring of that, right? And this horse lock was mimicking that placenta. The headdress of the prince. Look at them all. And they all have the ceremonial twist at the bottom, the knot. And where's that same knot? Look at this, guys. Look at this. That knot is right there in Karnak. You can see my mouse, I think. You should be able to see my mouse when I do this without me having to draw it. But that is the, uh, that's the knot right there. This is the haircut of Horace. Somebody say, wow, thank you. It is wow. This is cool stuff. This is cool stuff. Now, I'm not, I'm not here to tell you I'm the... I'm the one that cracked the placenta thing. Um, although some of this I definitely have cracked, but I, I just, I, I don't want to take, I don't want to be all like, I just don't want to mislead you is all. If you read my book, you'll understand where these ideas are coming from and things like that. I'm not trying to get you to read my book. I mean, I'm really not trying to, anyway. But, you know, get my book. Fuck off. I've worked hard. Get my book. Get my damn book. Get it. Get it right now. I'll wait. Yes, placentas are beautiful, Tracy. They are. And um, this, so <clears throat> the eye of Horus, the placenta. Now, now you can see that the eye of Horus, you see the stub underneath the eye in the eye of Horus over here. You can see my mouse. This little stub, you can start to understand what this, what this means. You can start to, it's just slowly starting to get to understand that. Okay, so here's, here's, here's what I mean. What do you mean, James? Let me see if I can turn on Blackboard. Here's what I mean. The eye of Horus always starts with this thick line, right? 
what is this thick line? This is the top of the underworld, isn't it? Right? It's the top. And what's underneath the underworld? Well, you have this eye. That's what's underneath there. You have this eye. Right? And then you've got the umbilical... Whoops, that's actually backwards. It's actually uh, uh, the other way. The, the, the stick is always on this side. And I'm drawing this backwards, which is like really hard for me to do. But all of this stuff is there. It, 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 it's, it, there's still some mystery for sure. There's still some things to figure out. But it's there. It's there. The Valley of the Ka, not the Valley of the, of the Kings, but the Valley of the Ka or the Valley of the Gates of Kings was the vessel for your Ka to be buried there. And remembering that place was done through these Horus locks. Through this haircut. I love number three. He's just like rocking it. Look at that. I am so Egyptian. I've got my core bent because I'm ready for action. Here's how you wear your cord when you're ready for action, right? This, I should, I think I can make that bigger. Whoops. This is the placenta right here. <laughs> it's amazing. Th this is uh, the, the royal meat. And it was brought in by a dude. Whenever a pharaoh came in, you had two birds the royal meat and a dog uh, in procession. And this procession right there is the placenta. Is the placenta. And they had a, a wooden representation of it because the placenta gets kind of uh, kind of ganky after a while. So you end up burying the placenta and then you have a representative. They even dig this thing up after a while. They'll slowly dig it up. They'll be like, we must dig up the placenta and hang it in the moonlight. In the uh, in the uh, the threshold of a doorway, and so they'll do that. So one guy will go out with a shovel and he'll dig out the placenta and he'll bring it in. And he'll bring it in to this priest, and the priest will his job to unwrap it and leave it in the moonlight and let it get awakened. Th this is a kind of a profound idea because it really does kind of go to the uh, principle of preservation. Sorry, here's what I'm getting at. Um, you as a mother, if you've got your shit together so much to where you've actually planted your child's placenta in a certain place in your garden and you're uh, composting near it and you are uh, paying attention to whatever grows out of that thing, that means you pretty much have your, you're doing pretty good. Like you're doing pretty good. You're you you you're really accomplishing a lot. You've built a homestead, you're building something. And so naturally these ideas end up being associated with uh fertility and, and with health anyway. The tradition is is that if you do this, you will be healthy. But really the tradition is is that if you have your shit together so well to where you're actually worrying about the placenta, then you are going in the right direction, right? So it doesn't matter either way. We learn the same thing with our own posture, meaning that you can, it's like fake it till you make it, right? Which one do you do first? But the point is, is that this was built into uh, the society as Egypt is kind of like the most spiritual way to do it. And 
before you looked at a nation of kings, think about it. The, these, the procession of the placenta, the bearer of the meat. By the way, the bearer of the meat had to be shaven. He couldn't have any hair anywhere on him. Everyone else had to have a beard in the procession. He was the only one that had to not have a beard. And why? Because Horus never grows. Horus isn't allowed to grow old. Your placenta dies. It dies. And the entire time, it's watching over you. Why? Because it gave everything for you. This is why Horus battles Set. What is Set, really? But just environmental hardship. Think about how hard it was to keep a baby to term, right? That is your battle in the underworld. Horus battles with Set in the underworld, gives his own eye so that Osiris, the newborn king, can be reborn. You, and you, and you, and you, and you are Osiris. And whether you wanted it to happen or not, there's this twin that you used to know. You were cleaved in the womb. Your mom produced mitosis. She split. And the placenta ball has this proof where half the veins are going to her, just like the DNA, and half the arteries are going to you. And the mitosis is occurring, which causes this life to happen right now, and that you are the other half of that twin. And that twin, if you've been watching the shows here, is the Vitruvian atom. It's the andro and androgenine, the hermaphroditic atom, whatever you want to call it. It's the uncleaved atom, which means that that parse of you, that Lilith, it really is Lilith if you think about it, if you really want to understand the real, true, raw nature of who Lilith is, she's the placenta. What happens with, with Lilith? So first of all, the, I can't say Lilith, and I, it was hilarious trying to record the book because I had to say Lilith a lot, and it took me forever. But Lilith is known as being the watcher over of a newborn infant until their circumcision. It's like seven days for boys and 20 days for girls. And during that time, people would wonder, is Lilith going to come and take my child? Is Lilith going to destroy and kill my child? Once they're circumcised, Lilith can, can no longer mess with my child anymore. Think about that. One thing you learn in my book is the principles of mytholo mythological compression. And it's the same kind of compression that you and I have with pain. What I mean is, is that if there is a deep pain that you suffered in a certain part of your body, and you were to suffer another pain in the same place, either less or more, both of those pains would be encrypted into your salt in the same place. The lowest common denominator of what both those things mean would be stored in the same place. Let's say in your hip, because we carry a lot of pain in our hips. That it, it'll, it'll go to that 
that same kind of spot because that's just how we store information. And that the reason why Lilith has this thing, and what else does Lilith do? She seduces other people, other men, bears them children, and then murders them all. And I want you to exercise, as we always do on the show, your compassion for Lilith. Instead of us saying, she's a demon, let's go fucking kill her. Yes, we've got fucking kill Lilith. That let's do what we always do here is say, why would someone be in a state? How would I murder my own seduced family and children? What state would I have to be in? This is why evil, this is why we have disagreements sometimes with people who watch the show that are like, but James, evil does exist. And I'm like, yeah, well, then you're never going to compassionate shit. Because if you can put in this compassion for Lilith long enough, you'll go, wow. If Lilith was the spirit of the placenta, the very core wound of that mitosis, the being cleaved, the, actually the mitosis of that wound would be this haunting. Horus would be a haunting. And Horus is the ghost in the cord. So the ghost in the cord, which is what I think the meaning of the squiggly on the horse line is. That's the ghost in the cord. And that Lilith is the same way, but she's the ghost in this mitosis. She's the part of you that was cleaved so that you would come. Young might call this the anima, animus. And by the way, women, if you're listening, you might have some confusion over it being Lilith because there's a male equivalent for you called Lilium or a Liam, I don't know, but it's 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 the exact same concept. And the reason why you maybe would have that exact same concept, although I'm not trying to say that every girl their placenta is a boy and every boy they're a girl, but I am also trying to say that that really could be the case. That the reason why we have a concept of an animon and animus is because you've got a fucking eye of horse right now going, Are you ever gonna notice me? That's all I did was give you everything I have, and I can't even see you. You've got eyes, and you can't even see me, dude. Why are you ignoring me? Why are you ignoring me? I'm just a placenta. <gasps> I'm just a placenta. Look at me. Why won't you unwrap me for Thanksgiving and have a placenta party? Why won't you invite people over and say we're having the showing of the placenta? You know, Frank, no one's, no one's going to come to our showing of this, but they will come. They will be obligated to come if they're going to live on our block. They will come to our showing at the placenta. You can, you can see how we even kick that out. And the entire time, look at what's happening to Lilith the whole time. She's like, you motherfucker. Do you have any idea what I, what I did for you? And you, you can't even bury me in the Valley of Ka? What, what am I, chop liver? That's a joke, get it? literally she's a placenta and she's asking you what am I chopped liver and that what's hilarious about this if you read the book is that liver is the immortal organ inside the Prometheus you gotta read the book you gotta you gotta read the book you guys enjoying this um it's hard for me to know what I should say and shouldn't say uh good good Lilith being the placenta makes a ton of sense it uh okay so if you get this idea of stacking right what i mean is is that the okay so i didn't finish the point when you get circumcised guess what <laughs> this is like some 
I got to hand it to the, the Jews on the street in Rome. They really have their gnosis down on how to compress trauma in the same place. And I'll tell you, what I'm about to say, I've never, I don't think I've said it out loud. Maybe I have. I, I find this kind of even, I'm blown away that I'm saying it. I think that circumcision could be like the ultimate alchemical coping mechanism for your cleaving in the wound. That this, this, this cleavage, the cleaving that happened inside the womb when you were split between you and the placenta, and guess what? You lost half your genitals. No! Yes, you did. And you lost the genitals that you really like. Like the ones that you're attracted, like if you if, if someone was to offer you like, hey, what'd you get for Christmas? I got a week with like any genitals I chose. And it's like me in a nice romantic evening with some genitals. It would not be the ones you have. It would be these other ones. It would be these other ones. And I'm telling you that the trauma of that separation could be all of the pain and angst from that could be, oh, this is so evil, it's brilliant, could be sublimated into a central alchemical chamber that could be used to power an entire religion. And all we have to do is circumcise. That's all we have to do. And when you look at how this is rewriting the same wound, you can see how whoever's name gets to be placed on that wound gets to have all of that plasma that's associated with that wound. This is why domestic violence happens. This is why epigenetic alcoholism happens. It's exact same technology of rewriting the wound. That's why I'm just so... I'm so blown away by how evil and brilliant this is at the same time. What makes it brilliant is that you cannot come up with a more alchemical way of owning a wound than creating the wound yourself. But my parents did it. Yes, yourself. Yes. Stop looking at yourself as a single entity. You are part of that line, which means what they did to you is what you did to you. You can't help it. And that the most powerful alchemical thing you could do when you have a wound is to own that wound by creating, making your, your own wound. And that through the idea of circumcision and even female genital mutilation, you have this same idea in place where, hey, let's rewrite that wound and route all that fucking prana into our organization. And it happened. And the reason why it happened is because the one who was first cleaved, the Canaan, has a jump start over how to alchemically deal with trauma. They had that jump start because of it. And so you start to see how, holy shit, how easy this is to just write a few words route a few a few synapses into a centralized deity some sort of legion and slowly over time swallow every other legion every other agency that calls itself god the whole time and how do we do it we got to get in that core wound 
You know how we're going to take over paganism. This is how it went on the street. You know how we're going to take over paganism. We're going to hit it where it hurts. We're going to go right in there. And I guarantee you, the pagan that was like, "Hey, are you where are you, you are you going to the uh, giant group orgy this week?" Oh, of course I am. The last thing people that are celebrating this just massive Liberalia festival, the last thing people like that are thinking about is, how can we psychologically trauma fuck everyone in the city? <laughs> so if I got any ideas, it's like, yeah, I got an idea. What is it? We're going to put our schlong on a barrel and we're going to cut it. And it's, it's just like, where, where are you getting those ideas? The people that were out celebrating Liberalia were not having these ideas. Okay. They were actually out celebrating the very genitals that they missed. And it was causing a lot of problems. I'm not here to say that was the perfect solution. Hey, the syphilis was running through the streets. You want to know why Rome burnt? It's syphilis. They're like, what, 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 what? everywhere I look, it's just a syphilis pus. Everywhere. We're, we're naming people syphilis now. We're, 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 we're trying to own this, so we got to solve the syphilis. So, so you're looking at Rome, but it's like, we should save Rome. It's like, why? Why look at them? They're just rubbing their genitals over everything. That's what is this festival called? It's the annual genital rubbing of the doorknobs. Oh, we don't even have doorknobs yet. I know we had to invent them to allow for the festival to exist, but it's important that we rub our genitals and everything. And so you're looking at this 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 uh, struggle between Priapus and pr piety, Priapus and piety, right? They're just fighting back and forth. What else are they going to do? Right? So you invert the cross. You do all these things. And it's in the, it's in the book. It's, it's, it's precisely in the book. It's uh, not my shortest book by far, but it's, I don't think it's my longest. And I think you'll find it very concise, very fitting. In fact, some of the chapters, you might even feel this chapter's too short. And I want you to know that I remember when I was writing it, I was like, this chapter's too short. And I kept sitting down going, make this chapter longer. And I, it wouldn't happen. I was just like, I can't. The chapter says exactly what it needs to say without a bunch of bullshit. I should probably like write a chapter that's like just a bunch of bullshit and then include that in the book and then call that the bullshit chapter. And it's just a, you know, um, I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But th these are, uh, these are pretty cool ideas. And, it's it's going to lead to a lot of new uh, work as we go forward. One of which is the Aztec sacrifice. I I I've forgotten how much work I put into that. There's a a lot on the Aztec sacrifice that's coming uh, pretty soon. Um, hopefully Monday. We'll see how the weekend goes. I, I'm actually tired too, and uh, I love working, but I also just kind of there's a, like a lot of correspondence. Uh, other day obfuscation. That's kind of a weird point, but I guess I'll talk about that. I think that's probably it for, for the show. Um, yeah, other day. It's just interesting that other day really means don't you fucking question me about which day I mean. That that's really what other day means. Other day is like a purposely created obfuscation. It literally means whatever day you think that I'm thinking of, it's not that one. That's what other day means. And I, it, I don't have a problem with it. I'm not saying that we need to go out on the streets and like, you know, stone people that use the word other day. I, I just think that we lie more than we 
give ourselves credit for, I really mean that credit, keep in mind that the same part of your brain, it's all up here, the same part of your brain that activates the placebo and heals you is the part that lies. Same part. Exact same thing. No difference. So if you are constantly uh, lying to yourself about how you don't lie, I think you're actually hurting your healing mechanism. And uh, understanding this is better. I'm not saying you shouldn't say other day. I, I think it's funny. I think it's proof and evidence that, yeah, we do lie all the time. I, I'm saying other day because I don't want them to ask me which day. Why do I not want them to ask me which day? It's probably something as simple as because it's not relevant to the story. So it's the other day. But if you look at the energy of what that says, so the other day, what it really means is, hey, look, this happened to me, but don't fucking ask me what day it did because I need to get this story out. Okay, maybe it doesn't have that kind of harshness to it. But, but when you look at the fact that the other day really does mean whatever day that you think it is, it's not that one. It's the other one. That's sort of the obfuscation of it all, which is a kind of a cool trick. It's a cool little uh, energy trick, I think. So... The Aztec shows have been some of your best work. Oh, thank you, Flat Earth. I am uh, I'm way into this Aztec stuff right now. And I only got a chance to show you that one. And then it was 369. And then I sort of had to phone in something on Tesla, which I, I felt bad about. But uh, uh, I was looking forward to getting back to the Aztec stuff. But yeah, the Aztec stuff is coming. Um, if it wasn't so big, I would have already started on it today. But I need to... I need to spend some time on my slides and work out the bugs in this new system. So, uh, also my table. I don't like this shake. That's very, very uncool. So, I've got some things to do. Book acquired. Well, thank you, Ivan the Great. I hope you enjoy it. Guys, let me know what you think. If you find uh, problems in the book, let me know. Uh, like any kind of things that are unclear, would love to know that. Just like, uh, I think it was Matthew earlier, was like, hey, I only hear mono sound. It, that really helps. Uh, in fact, if Carla's listening, I thought about you so much, uh, and um, I want you to know that the reason why I did, so, okay, so I want to get better at my proofreading. I, there's a robot, Grammarly is a robot, and there's like a pro feature, which is supposed to find out more errors, but the pro feature really does mean, I'm just going to tell you how shitty your writing is. So I spent three weeks listening to this robot tell me how it kept using the word monotonous. It's like, you're very monotonous. And I was just like, you, you suck. And, and it, it didn't like me using short sentences too. It was just like, you should combine these sentences. And I'm like, why? I like the staccato of having each of them separate. It's like, yeah, but they deal with the same subject. So therefore you should connect them. And I'm just like, no. And he's like, okay, well, it's monotonous now. I think this paragraph is monotonous. That's what it tells me. And I haven't been live streaming. I haven't had any human contact except for the very little that I can. It's been pretty tough. So uh, all that to say, I, I uh, because of the way uh, um, the audiobook works, this is kind of cool. I, I, I love how this worked out. Because I was going to make myself do an audiobook this time, the audiobook turned out to be the perfect, in my opinion, the perfect final check draft. In other words, uh, I went through like three or four rounds of my own changes, but then when I actually read it and recorded it on audiobook, it was like every single glaring issue that could be an issue was like really, really obvious, or so it felt to me. So I think you might find this book pretty... Uh, pretty solid although i definitely want changes if you see them things that you want to fix definitely let me know so 
We've not missed Dojo, except for maybe once or twice during this book writing procedure, but I have missed a lot of live stream, and I just want to say I feel really blessed that you guys uh, hang out here. and I, I really, really mean that. I really love what we do, and I, I really hope that you uh, do too, because I really want to keep doing it. And uh, thanks for uh, writing a book is hard, and uh, in my opinion is hard, and having the support of the patrons that allowed me to do that I just it just it, there's no way this would have happened without him I uh um I just it really means a, a lot to me um I'm really really thankful for that and uh so thank you I, I tried to use every minute uh that you guys were giving me is I really did try and use like every minute as fast as I could too like to really just uh look at I felt it was a resource. You guys were like, yeah, we're going to, we're not even going to watch it, James. We just want you to write the book. And it, it touches my placenta. It actually does. It touches me. And the Horace, it touches him too. The, right? The little Horace right there. There's my placenta right there. Missing his umbilical cord. I'm going to find it one day. It's somewhere. I'm going to, now that I know what it is, I'm going to put the umbilical cord back on. It's a chain I got somewhere. But anyway, it really, seriously, it means a lot. I, I just, I really appreciate you guys. Thanks. We have Dojo today at 1230. Uh, if you've never been to Dojo, you should come. It's a good time. And uh, we have High Magic tonight. The great sarcastic warlock will be there. Uh, I, I know there are others. I don't have the full guest list. I think Renee will be there. Um, we're moving that from Saturday to Friday. So we're going to try High Magic on Friday. So... Uh, we're looking forward to that. And uh, so, yeah, check us out tonight, 9 p.m. Uh, check the chat for the link because that's on a different channel. The High Magic channel is. And uh, if you look in the video description, you will see a link to Amazon. You could go there and you could buy my book right now. You could. You know what I'm saying? You have to, but you could. Or you could wait for the audiobook. I'll definitely let you know when it comes out. And, uh, yeah, special uh, special day to everyone. And, uh We'll see you next time. So we're going to play the outro. And uh, everyone, everyone, get your horse haircut for Monday. Everyone, get your horse haircut for Monday. And we will uh, we will come in in full jet pillars and do our thing. So Wait, I don't hear a sound. Wait a minute.